Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. This is Terry Wixton. We're broadcasting live from Adventure Camper today. I'll tell you more about that in just a second because we're going to have a lot going on. We're going to have some giveaways. There's going to be a ton of things to do, and uh, you might even get a great deal on a camper if you come down here today. But we have a full show lined up. Uh, You've probably seen some of the pictures of the guy standing near the moose uh, that was all over uh, Facebook, all over social media. Well, he has been caught, but we're going to talk about harassing wildlife during our Parks and Wildlife segments today. And we're going to talk about a little information about the funding and uh, the Young of the Year wildlife. So we're going to cover that. We're going to have some great fishing reports today. Austin Parr is going to join us. Uh, Matt Ensley is going to join us. And so is Ronnie Castellano. They've all been out on the lake. Um, they're, they're, they're catching a lot of fish. It's a great time to be out there, so we're going to cover that. And we're going to have the president of Trout Unlimited join us in the second hour. Um, we're very, very honored to have him come on. He's going to be on the phone from Virginia. And we're going to talk about some of the legacy mining activities and what they're doing to some of the rivers and how maybe we can help push to get those cleaned up and just make even Colorado more beautiful outdoors. So we're going to cover a lot of topic today. But right now, sitting next to me is Ray Reeves from Adventure Camper. Good morning, Ray. Hi, Terry. How are you? You know, it's a be- It's going to be the most beautiful, gorgeous day in the world. It's going to be the perfect day to come down here because it's going to be a little cool, but it's going to be nice. Most of the activities are indoors, but the campers, the great selection you've got are outdoors. So there's going to be lots for people to do. But, you know, we're just getting set up. I see we've got Colorado Parks and Wildlife right across from me here, and they're going to be here all day. Is that right? Uh, it, yeah, at least until... Four o'clock? Until yes. four o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. they'll be here right. And, and this open house goes from nine to four. Is that right? Yeah, we're open now. We're started now. And uh, we'll be here until the end of the day. And it's a good day to get out and look at a camper. And there's going to be Hawk Quest is going to be here later. They're going to be here between uh, noon to two with their birds of prey. I'm not sure exactly which birds they're bringing, but they're always spectacular. I talked to them. For sure, they're bringing a bald eagle. There we go. And they're going to have go. others, too. But if when you can get within two feet of a bald eagle, people don't understand how many majestic and incredible that bird is majestic is the right word they it's they they make a a a good national uh uh, symbol for us we're going to be i'm going to be broadcasting live from 10 to 12 i'll stick around for a while afterwards mainly because i heard there was free food that's true that's true as well famous dave's is coming and you're going to have barbecue here for people right we just got to hold you away from it for about an hour and brad peterson is here to talk fishing Talk fishing and uh, teach some kids to fish at 11 o'clock, which will be fun. The first 20 kids that show up uh, get a free fishing pole from Adventure Camper, and so it'll be a fun day. Brad does these seminars for teaching kids fishing, and you talk to both the parents and the kids, of course. And, and he does them at ISE every year, and we get a huge turnout for them. And it's so important if you really want to get your kids outdoors, especially if you're going to start camping in Colorado, there's probably going to be water nearby. And it's not complicated to get kids started and loving. They want to go then. You know what they're doing. You get them involved. We always say um, get them away from the Xbox and with a tackle box. No truer words. That's that's for sure. And, you know, not that I'm 
I, I'm a technology guy. I'm not a great technology guy, but I'm not anti-technology. I mean, and I, I understand the video games and the movies and all that. And I've got all the devices. I've got a tablet and a phone in front of me here and a computer at home and all that. But but getting outdoors and getting away from those trappings is whether you're just going camping or camping and fishing or either one or both. It just brings so much value to life. Well, and, you know, the Denver Post headline for years was tis a privilege to live in Colorado. And that's that's where it's a privilege just to enjoy our outdoors. So let's tell everybody, Brad's got seminars. He's going to be, he'll, you know, and, and sometimes early mornings, you know, the people are still getting up and about, but um, he's got different seminars going on all day and he's here now. You can come in and, you know, when you get the early seminars, like now before the kid starts, you get one-on-one time from him. There you, you go. come down and talk fishing. Come on down and say hi to me. I'll be here till at least till 1 o'clock. I'll stay. I'll stay a little bit after after the show and hang out. And I love it when the listeners, because it's my chance to interact. But the big deal, I mean, we're going to have Colorado State Parks. We're going to have Brad with the the um, fishing seminar, especially that kid seminar at 10 o'clock. If you've got a young 11 kid. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. I'm sorry. 11 o'clock. Get, get down here, get a fishing rod for him. Brad will be so good at helping you get them started and how to get going. We're going to have Hawk Quest here at noon. We're going to have free food. But the big deal is that you've got some incredible deals on campers. I mean, let's, let's be honest. We're doing all this to get people down here because they don't have to buy a camper. But ultimately, that's the goal. We're not kidding anybody. Right, sure, right? sure, you know? sure. So sure. tell me about some of the deals. Well, we've got some great sales. Uh, and you, you don't normally get a lot of sales in the RV industry in the spring. But with us, you really, truly do. So with any new camper that you purchase today, uh, you get $500 off and a free Colorado State Parks Pass. Um, beyond that. If you buy a Viking Expandable, we've got $1,000 off. Uh, if you buy a Viking 17 FQS, that's a couple's coach with off-road capability for a travel trailer, that's $1,000 off. And if you're looking for a bigger, nicer camper, uh, all of our Sonomas and all of our larger Solaire trailers, we've got a beautiful Solaire 268 that has, well, we've got two of them, one with a fireplace, one without. Those are $1,500 off. Uh, and when we say off, we start by marking down our MSRP quite a lot to begin with. These sale prices are above and beyond that. So it's a great time, great now, getting Now you've got, you just told me you have a camper with a fireplace in it. And you need one of those, don't you, Terry? Yeah, I, like, I sit there, you know, end of the day, I'll put a hard day on the water, <laughs> you know. And I'm all about roughing it when I'm on the water. Then when I come in, I want to put my feet up by that fire. If, if it's nice out, I'll put a fire outside and a little yeah, can, but, yeah, but yeah. then I'll put my feet up. I want to open a nice bottle of wine and, and you know, and just relax. I'm, my idea of roughing it now is, is black and white TV. Just there so you, you go. Know. There you <laughs> go. There you go. My days of sleeping in a tent on the ground are well behind me well and and you're not even going to be able to pull that off with this new solar it's got a color tv in it so you know you're, you're just going to have to live the high life terry oh you know you've got so much more than the the nice and I, everything you sell is towable yes and you do rent too by the way folks if you're looking thing about renting a camper for the summer come down and look at the fleet and talk to you now right we've got all the rental campers on display today and if you're booking a reservation for a week-long rental or more we'll give you one of those colorado state parks passes as well wow that's that's great and then you can use the parks year-round but you do 
smaller size campers too. The you do some pop ups. You know, on the pop up tent campers used to be so popular, and I know you still have some of those. Mm -hmm. But the industry has come up with these lightweight campers that you can tow with almost anything. They're kind of getting less. You have those, but they're kind of trending in a different way, aren't they? They they absolutely are. Um, Viking is one of the primary brands that we sell and rent here, uh, and they were one of the first manufacturers to build an ultralight travel trailer uh, back several years ago, five, six years ago. Um, and when they came out with those, it really changed the RV business. Um, now that same customer that has a lightweight, say Toyota Highlander, uh, lighter capacity towing vehicle can tow a travel trailer, not just a pop-up. Uh, and you get the better amenities and bathrooms and air conditioners and microwaves and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, that same customer, that smaller capacity tow vehicle can now tow a tra- travel trailer. Right, and yeah, so you've got your family, maybe it's a small SUV even. Most of those are capable of having a hitch put on and mm-hmm. easily pull these light. Even, even a minivan, yeah. uh, you know, Chrysler Town & Country minivan, right. something like that. I'm glad you said Chrysler since they're a sponsor. That's there we good. go, I, there I we go. That. Yeah, yeah. We can also pull them with Ram trucks, Jeep Grand Cherokees. <laughs> 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 That's a plug for Prestige Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Longmont. Just so you know, you know. But yeah, no, but you true. do have a lot. And then, but a lot of them too now, suppose, I mean, speaking of Jeeps, a lot of people get the, the Wrangler type Jeeps. You've got trailers that have a lot of clearance too, if you're going in the backwoods. Well, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, let, let's face facts. You know, even if you're traveling in the front woods, some of those roads aren't that great. So having some extra clearance. Some of the roads Colorado, in my neighborhood aren't, aren't that great. Aren't that great, <laughs> yeah. right. So uh, having some extra clearance on a trailer is a, is a nice feature. We carry lots of off-road packages, both from Viking and Real Light. Well, Ray, I'm going to let you go, but we need to get people down here. The festivities go from uh, now till, what, about 4 or 5 o'clock? About 4 o'clock uh, and, today. And, and we'll get Hawk Quest down here in just a couple hours, hour and a half. And if you've never, ever seen these big birds prey up close, you need to come down for that. It's more fun than you'll – you just won't understand – they're going to be right here. You're going to be almost close enough to touch them. I don't think they'll let you touch them, but you're going to be almost close enough where you could touch a bald eagle, and they're going to have some hawks. And they might have a great horned owl, too, which people don't understand. I don't know if they're bringing it or not, but Hawk Quest has a turkey vulture. Mm-hmm. Those things, like a five-foot wing. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. But I know they're bringing the eagle because I talked to them last week, so they'll be down here. So we'll let and, you go. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever stared an eagle in the eye, it is an impressive life experience. Oh, I, you know. We're really blessed, too, that the eagles were almost extinct, but they're coming back strong. They're everywhere now. I see them as I travel the world doing my television and stuff, and we see eagles in Alaska and Canada and everywhere and all over North America. So it's really great. But anyway, I'll let you go. Get ready for the people coming, and we'll we'll tell them a little bit more, and then we'll go to a break here. Thanks, Terry. You bet, Ray. Now, we're going to be down here, like I said. I'm broadcasting from 10 to noon, and i tell you what I'm going to do. I've got some books to give away. By the way, one of Brad's seminars, if I'm not mistaken, where did Brad go? Yeah, that's all right. We'll catch him later. Um, is going to be on Fishing Rocky Mountain National Park later today. One of your seminars is Fishing Rocky Mountain National Park later? One o'clock. And then I don't have my sheet. I got my cheat sheet. I don't have it. So anyway, so you'll get down here. So what I have is I have some books from uh, Steve Schweitzer. Now, I don't have his Rocky Mountain Park book with me but i have his uh fly fishing guide to indian peaks wilderness which is even you know more rugged but very similar fishing and i've got his um popper sliders and divers book which is how to design those flies which 
um, are really fantastic. This one book is like a $50 book. The others are, they're just fantastic photography. And then I have a book by David McClellan called Our Grandfather's Flies. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. The first person that comes here to Adventure Camper and tells Karen, you can't miss her, she's got this pink shirt that says, life is better in flip-flops. The first person that comes in and says to Karen, I heard that Brad Peterson is here. She'll introduce you to Brad, but then she's going to let you pick a free book. You can get the Indian's Peak Fly Fishing Book, Our Grandfather's Flies, or Designing Popper Sliders and Divers by Steve Schweitzer. So you come, and we're going to give you your choice of whatever books we have, the first one to come in. And don't forget, at 11 o'clock, Brad's doing a kids' seminar. And that's going to be every ki- first 20 kids are going to get a free fishing rod. Brad does this seminar uh, at IEC when we host the tank there. And people leave, and the kids leave so excited. It will just do move so much forward to get your kids outdoors and enjoying the outdoors and fishing. So that's what we're going to, all that and more coming out. We've got Colorado Parks and Wildlife. We've got great deals on campers. We're going to be here. Please come down and say hi. I'd love to, I love to meet everybody. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Uh, before I go to the phones, I want to make a couple of remind you we're broadcasting live from Adventure Camper. Let me tell you about a few of the things that are going on. Colorado State Parks is here right now. Brad Peterson is here. He's going to be talking, fishing, and doing seminars virtually all day. And let me tell you some of the topics he's covering. He's got stream fishing right now, but then at 11 o'clock, he's doing a kids' fishing seminar. You want to show up for that because if you want to get your kid into fishing, the first 20 kids get a free fishing rod. And Brad is so good about helping you understand how to simply get your kids started fishing and get them into it where they'll catch some fish, have some fun, and becomes a lifetime endeavor. At 1 o'clock, he's doing fishing Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, at 2 o'clock, he's doing fishing New Waters. And he'll be around all day. And just so you know who Brad is, Brad is a counselor at Camp Fish. He was involved with the Ian Fisherman organization for years. Very successful tournament fisherman. In fact, just finished, I believe, second place at Pueblo this last weekend. Should have won it. He lost a fish. But, well, you know, I can't help him net him if I'm not there, I guess. That's probably Charlie's fault, right? His partner, Charlie Black, will blame him. Oh, you'll take the blame. Okay. Well, he's honest anyway. But Brad is an incredibly knowledgeable angler. So come on down and listen to that. I'll be broadcasting till noon. And I, uh, I'll i hang around for a while after that, mainly because I heard there's free food. Dave's Barbecue is going to be here. And don't be surprised if there's other people from the radio station here. They come anywhere there's free food. But I do have some books to give away, too. The first person that comes in and finds Karen in her bright pink sweatshirt and says, I heard that Brad Peterson is here. You get to choose from the Indian Peaks Wilderness Area Fishing Guide to Designing Poppers, Sliders, and Divers by Steve Schweitzer. And then we have a fly tying book, Your Grandfather's Flies by David McClellan. So the first one in gets to pick one. Let's go right to the phones now. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Travis Duncan, a communications specialist. Good morning, Travis. Hey, good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me. It's great. Now, I know there's a lot going on at Parks and Wildlife. You're, you guys got a booth right across from me. I'll make sure they're not slacking off. Can, if they don't do their job, should we tell Bob 
Brochide that they're just kind of goofing off, you think, or what? No, I think yeah, they're here. It's, Director Brochide now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're great. You know, and they're here to answer people's questions. They've got some uh, pelts laid out and things. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But there's a lot, lot going on at Parks, and I know we're going to touch on two or three different subjects, you and I. And uh, the one I wanted to start with is we just had – Two major bills passed. I know we're going to hear more about them, probably get in-depth, spend maybe an hour, one show, going over the impact. But give us the Reader's Digest version of the funding and the uh, ANS inspection uh, bills that just passed. Definitely. So so on May 4th, Governor John Hickenlooper just signed the uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife's um, Hunting, Fishing, and Parks for Future Generations Act. Um, that's going to be CPW's first significant cash infusion in 13 years. Uh, what it does, it allows us uh, to adjust our uh, state park entrance fees uh, to account for inflation, to adjust our in-state hunting and fishing license fees, because um, we were predicting some major shortfalls um, in the coming years without the ability to do that. Um, it was the projected funding, uh, funding shortfalls were going to be $30 million annually for wildlife funding and $11 million annually for parks by 2025, so this was huge. Um, for for Colorado Outdoors. Now, every, everybody, unless you live in a cave, knows that we tried to get a bill through last year, and maybe it was too complex and too much, but broke down in some pieces, got this through. The legislature, the governor stepped up. Um, it doesn't completely wipe out the deficit and give you guys a huge surplus, but it gives you the money to continue programs. And I know that nobody wants to... Uh, Nobody wants to pay more. I don't like paying more for a fishing license, but I also know the money it takes to responsibly manage these resources. And a lot of there's just things like dams. You know, we're already, and we can even touch on this with the ANS, we're already worried about losing access to some water. And if we didn't get some of these dams repaired and things and other projects, we really could have been looking at loss of resources, couldn't we? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, and, like you said, the the ANS bill passes well, and that's huge for us. But yeah, this was super important for for Colorado outdoors. We'd be looking at lots of resources and um, things like dam maintenance is huge. You know, folks want to see the the ten goals we've outlined to accomplish by twenty twenty five with the, with the money we'll have for this bill. You can definitely go to the website and check it out. But one of the huge things is dam maintenance, infrastructure maintenance. Those were getting to the point where we we needed a way to fix those problems, and now we we have that solution. Now, in addition, uh, there was a reauthorization of the GOCO money, I believe. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. That passed this year as well, so, and that's a huge funder for Colorado Parks and Wildlife, so that's super important too. And then the last thing that well, it actually passed, it was the first thing, but the last thing we want to mention before we move on to some other topics, and that was the uh, the ANS inspection bill. You know, we're seeing across the country mussels and things like that that are causing waters to actually be shut down. The water providers who really own the access are really worried about these infestations. And we were just, we had a funding source that went away because of some court action on the uh, the oil monies we used to get. And that had to be replaced. Tell us quickly about the ANS bill. That That's correct. That passed. It, we, we refer to it as the, the muscle-free Colorado Act, but a lot of folks might not know how important it is to keep things like zebra mussels out of Colorado waters. We're a headwater state. Um, most of the states east of us have been infested with these zebra mussels. Um, and once they get into a waterway, once the adults are found in the water system, there is no evidence of being able to remove them. So, And once they're in a water system, it creates millions up to billions of dollars annually for folks to 
to deal with the problems that they create in the in the water system. So keeping those out, making sure we've got folks inspecting boats coming in from out of state, you know, from other states getting in our waters, making sure they don't have those muscles on the boats is hugely important for the future of Colorado water. So to have the funding to be able to man those inspection stations, make sure we can decontaminate boats coming into our waters is hugely important for, for saving money in the future and protecting the waters in the state. Now, I know we're going to have a lot of questions from the public anytime there's rate increases or or money taken, and I don't think we have time to address those today. Neither one of these bills actually kicks in until next year, in my understanding. So we'll probably get uh, Mr. Broshide or some of you other folks from Parks and Wildlife on, and what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll probably do a, dedicate an hour or two to just answering questions so people really understand what these things entail and how it's going to impact them. But I think the fact we just want to let people know that there is funding means we have a much better chance now of maintaining the resources we have and maintaining access. You know, speaking of resources, I want to change gears on you, Travis. And uh, people have been watching the snowpack numbers. And up in the northern drainages, up where I live by Fort Collins, the Big Thompson and the Pooter, they're actually looking pretty good. We had some late moisture, but there's some parts of the state, actually, especially the southwest, that are they're kind of in danger, aren't they? Yeah, drought conditions are, are definitely uh, – we're definitely looking at drought conditions in, in some areas of the state uh, this year, especially in the southwest. Um well, I think water year-to-date accumulation at Mesa Verde, Mesa Verde is the lowest in the 95 years they've been tracking it. Um, so, yeah, right now the conditions are, are pretty dry there in the southwest. Um, the good news, I, I guess, as far as our reservoirs are concerned, is that our reservoirs are, are full. We're looking good there. So that's positive. Uh, snowpack is low. I think statewide we might be at 69% of average. So just moving into the summer, I think it's – that's important for folks who are getting outdoors to be aware. We are looking at a dry season. Be aware where you're going about, you know, if there are fire bans going on. Um, and just really be mindful this year because um, we're looking at, you know, the kinds of drought conditions that we, we had in 2002 at this point, you know, when the Hayman fire happened. And so it's just good to be aware that this, this there's an increased danger this year, at least at this point, unless we get some more precipitation here in the next month. Well, yeah, in that southwest area, not only is this lack of moisture going to eventually affect the reservoirs being drawn down, but the habitat. You mentioned the fire danger, but just the undergrowth and habitat to support both the big game and the small game and the the upland birds and all those type of things, it's going to be a little questionable. And I know one of the things before we go that you wanted to talk about that during these years, whether it's whether it's a drought year or not, we're in the spring right now when a lot of like the deer and are caring for their young and, and the improper habitat can make them even more vulnerable if we haven't had that undergrowth. And I know you really wanted to get a message out. Now, we're going to talk next segment about uh, harassing wildlife because that was a big issue. And we're going to talk about that with uh, Mike Porras here in a little bit. But I know it's how important it is right now if you come across young of the year animals not to get involved, right? That's right. This is definitely the time of year. It's springtime when when our area offices start to get a lot of calls and a lot of people, you know, well-meaning individuals who who might find a fawn uh, outside and think it's been abandoned and bring it into to an area office or you know, try to try to help it, try to feed it and we just like to encourage folks to leave young wildlife alone. In almost all instances, you know, the adult is off 
foraging or, or, you know, maybe drawing away predators from that animal, basically that animal's fine. Um, in almost all cases, folks should leave the animal alone. If you want to get out your binoculars, observe from a distance, you know, that's, that's fantastic. We enjoy those wild resources we have in Colorado, but uh, discourage folks from, from touching or interacting with the animal because in most cases that animal's fine. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Um, it's, well, and I it's think, just waiting. I, yeah, I think people don't realize it like a young fawn. It really has no scent. And the reason the mother stays away is she actually draws prey. She's out foraging but she because she has to produce milk. But she's also drawing other predators away. Predators have a tough time finding young fawns because they hunt so much by scent. As soon as you touch that fawn or do anything with it, you may even scare the mother away from coming back. Is that right? That's right. You can you can give your scent to that animal, and then that that may cause that animal to be truly abandoned because the, the adult will will be afraid of the scent you've left on the animal. So, um, yep, I definitely encourage folks to leave those animals alone. If you have questions, um, you can call you know the area Colorado Parks and Wildlife Office. Um, most on almost all instances, give it 24 hours. You know you can watch that animal if you want through binoculars. Give it space. If it's been 24 hours, feel free to call an area office and. And if it's truly, you know, an issue where we need to come out, we will. But in most cases, you know, just leave the animal alone. That's Those are great tips, Travis. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk a lot more about uh, uh, harassing wildlife, like we saw the gentleman with the moose. I don't know if I should call him a gentleman or not in the social media and the newspapers, but got a lot more. But, Travis, lots of great information, and thank you for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much, Terry. Appreciate it. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company. Smoke salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We are broadcasting live from Adventure Campers today. And by the way, Adventure Campers, best way to find them is go to AdventureCamper.com. Uh, they're, they're Jordan Road and Arapahoe Road, like a stone's throw away from away from Broncos training facility would be the best area, but they're kind of on a side road. So come on down. I'm going to be here probably till at least one o'clock. I'll be broadcasting till, till noon. We've got giveaways over the girls over there from the fan. They've got, um, they've got, there's a drawing for Dave Matthews tickets. You can register for that here. So you want to come in and do that. We've got some 104.3 T-shirts, some cups, some air fresheners, some phone buttons. We've got things to give away. So come on and get some swag and, and register for the Dave Matthews tickets. In addition to that, Colorado Parks and Wildlife is here. They've got some things set up. They're going to share a lot of information with you. And they can play a game. Is that like the beanbag toss? Is that what that is? Huh? Cornhole. Yeah, I never, I'm not so sure. Can I say that on the air? I don't know. But, <laughs> but we get, uh, they've got that set up. And But uh, Brad Peterson's here. He's going to start in 20 minutes doing a teaching kids how to fish seminar. And the first 20 kids to show up are going to get a free fishing rod. Uh, we've got Hawk Quest coming at noon. If you've never seen these big birds up close, they're going to have a bald eagle here that you can get right up next to. That's going to be here. There's going to be free food and incredible deals on campers. We're going to tell you more about those in just a few minutes. But right now, let's go to the phones. And uh, joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Mike Porras. He's uh, an information officer in the Grand Junction area. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? 
I'm doing great. I'll tell you what, you know, and I think I know you want to talk about wildlife interaction and responsible wildlife viewing and using our resources. You know, Mike, we're so fortunate. We live in a state where there are so many viewing and interaction opportunities available, but but they have to be done properly, both for the animal's sake and for the people viewing. And I think a lot of people saw that picture of that guy right in the face of that moose on social media and the newspapers. And, boy, that's certainly a good lesson in the exact opposite, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, Terry, as you mentioned, we are blessed to have a wide variety of wildlife in the state of Colorado. We're also blessed to have a lot of very responsible people that know what not to do if they encounter wildlife and what to do as well. And But, you know, unfortunately, and you know, you can talk all day long about why people feel uh, uh, like compelled to approach wildlife and feed wildlife. But the bottom line is that there are a few people out there that either, either didn't get the message or got the message and probably maybe don't care very much. And they continue to approach wildlife, they feed wildlife, and it's a major concern for our agency because if you love wildlife, that's exactly the wrong thing to do. Not only are you putting yourself at risk, you're putting the next person that comes along that just wants to see that animal at risk, but you're certainly contributing to the early demise of that animal. So there's there's a lot that can go wrong. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I, and I care more about the wildlife than the idiot that gets up there, unless he's just <laughs> ill-informed, you know what I mean? And I don't want to seem cool. But it, in today's world, you shouldn't be ill-informed. But let's you and I talk a little bit. For, let's start with the moose, for instance, and interacting. First of all, we talked a little bit uh, last uh, last hour, last uh, segment with Travis Duncan about deer fawns are out there and stuff. Now, well, the moose young are out there not right now, too. And I'll, I'll tell you right now that not only are you p- potentially interrupting the pop- proper rearing of those fawns or maybe getting that moose in trouble where it could be, have to be put down, but I think personally the moose is the most dangerous animal in Colorado. There are many wildlife managers that will agree with you on that, Terry. I mean, certainly when you look at their behavior and sense of their, their, the way they defend themselves, you talked about young wildlife. If you have a cow with a young calf and that cow feels threatened, they're going to be extremely aggressive in defending their cow, especially in the presence of dogs. And that's a whole other topic that's related. But, yeah, moose can be extremely dangerous. You know, popular culture portrays them as these big, lung, lumbering animals. And when you look at them, they see docile and a lot of people they get close and moose do not fear people that's not one on their list of things to fear uh and so people can actually get pretty close and then all of a sudden it's too late when that moose is, is is the tolerance level has you've crossed that threshold and they will respond and they will respond very aggressively i mean moose are fantastic charismatic animals are beautiful to look at but they are very dangerous and when people think about lions people think about bears, even other uh, smaller predators like a coyote. But when it comes to what presents the most danger in the backcountry in the wild, I think moose can certainly be placed at the top of that list. Well, and I wrote a column for the Denver Post on just that. In fact, I reposted it on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Mm -hmm. So if people would like to go, it's from an interview that I can't remember if you and I did it or about a year or so ago. Somebody did it with me on Moose. In fact, I think it was, um, I remember her name now, but I'm choking on it. But 
I reposted that. So if people go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, there is a column from my Denver Post column, plus an interview with Parks and Wildlife about interacting with moose and how dangerous they can be. In fact, before we move on to some of the other animals, you mentioned dogs. When it comes to moose, there's probably nothing that incites an attack more than being with a dog in moose country, is there? Exactly. And, and if we look back at the, the, the records that we've kept in the last few years, and you go down incident after incident after incident where someone has been injured by a moose, it always begins with the person was walking her dog and came across a moose, or the person was letting her dog run off leash and they encountered a moose. Moose see uh, a dog as one of their natural predators, that being the wolf. It doesn't matter if it's a big shaggy dog or if it's a little dog, they, they regard it as a wolf and they will attack it aggressively uh, to defend themselves. Well, what happens is that dog then runs back to its owner, and that moose is chasing, and moose are very, very fast animals. And here he comes behind that dog. The dog gets to its owner and then keeps running, but the owner can't get away. And the moose stomps on the owner, and that's what's happened too many times. So, yes, sir. No, go ahead. I was just going to – they're just – you couldn't have described it better. So so what – what we'd recommend to people is is that if you're going to be in an area where you might encounter a, a moose, maybe keep the dog at home, but certainly keep it on a leash and under control. A barking dog, especially if you have a cow with a calf, that's just going to incite that moose to defend itself. And again, moose don't attack, they defend. I mean, yes, certainly you can use the word attack in, that, in, in instances where moose have gone after people, but they're doing it defensively. They're doing it by instinct, protecting themselves and protecting their, their young. And But again, what ends up happening in those cases? is the moose has to be put down in some extreme cases depending on the circumstances the cast might have to be put down and simply because people either didn't follow the rules or didn't think it applied to them or they thought it didn't happen it would happen to them or they just didn't know you know and as far as the dogs especially on a leash anytime you're in wild animal country or anywhere where it's a regulation your dog should be on a leash but this time right. is probably more important than any time because we've got not only the moose, but the deer fawns are out there. Those dogs might run across right. one of those. And, and the coyotes are in their breeding season, and they get very aggressive this time of the year. And dogs can excite that too, right? Exactly. And, you know, people like to take their dog out for a walk, and we get that. We understand that. And we're not saying don't do that. But keep them on a leash and under control because, yes, dogs interacting with wildlife, it's, it can be very, very detrimental to wildlife. Dogs, you know, they may be the most cuddlesome pet that you've ever had, but when they're in the presence of a wild animal, they will quick, quickly revert to their primitive instincts. And not being skilled hunters, they don't kill the animal. They just name it severely. I mean, they can cause extreme damage. The animal will have to be put down or worse, will end up dying after suffering for quite some time. Uh, you know, we talked about moose. Dogs certainly are, are a concern. If you let your dog run loose, I mean, there's always a possibility it could be attacked by a lion or a coyote. Uh, and so to, to protect your pets as well. You certainly don't want them running loose and getting in trouble with wildlife. Now, Mike, we've only got a couple minutes left, but I want to touch mm-hmm. on something else. And, we, you know, people think about interacting with lions and bears, and, and they think of those as dangerous animals. But normally when you have interaction with those type of predators, it's because you're violating one of the first principles and laws in Colorado and that you're feeding big game. Right, and that, that's what happens. And many times you're acting responsibly. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You encounter a bear and you stay, keep your distance. Unfortunately, the fellow that came before you 
probably tossed a power bar in its direction or a sandwich or left a very dirty campsite and let that bear get used to being around people and finding food from human sources. And when that happens, that it's like when you feed your dog from the dinner table. That dog's never going to leave the dinner table. It's been rewarded and it's expecting more. Same thing with that bear. If a person feeds it, it expects food from the next person that comes along, and that puts that person in danger. So it's not just something that a few people need to do in, key, in terms of key, uh, knowing what to do around wildlife. It's something that everyone has to do. And that, whether it's trash at your home, whether it's on the trail, those kinds of things, be responsible with wildlife because not only, you know, if you're the one person that's doing the feeding, you're putting yourself at risk, but you're also putting the next guy at risk. But, you know, those cute little deer that come in my yard, giving them an apple, that wouldn't cause any issues, would it? <laughs> no, that's unfortunately not true. And that's something that, again, is very difficult for people to understand. Well, what's the harm in feeding a little deer, you know? Well, the next thing you know, you have more deer in your yard. Next thing you know, what eats them is now in your yard. And if, anywhere you have deer, sizable deer populations, there's likely lions around. Nobody wants a lion in their neighborhood. I mean, they're true carnivores. They're not after people, but you certainly don't want a large animal like that in your neighborhood where uh, a sudden encounter or surprising that lion could, could lead to a, a more severe conflict. So, yeah, even something as seemingly as innocent as giving a little apple or, or some food to a deer can then have a domino effect leading to more and more severe consequences. And, again, not only putting yourself at risk, but putting your own, your entire neighborhood at risk. And not to mention all of the digestive concerns and uh, disrupting migration patterns and all of the things that happen with feeding uh, feeding deer. So, uh, you know, just don't do it. And we have a website, tpw.state.co.us. You go on that website, do a search for Living with Wildlife, and all of the tips, all of the suggestions, all of the rules are all there uh, covering a wide variety of species. I mean, there's certainly the information is available. All right. We have to run, Mike, but great, great, uh, great information. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll get you on again soon. I look forward to it, Terry. Thank you. You bet. Mike Porras from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Now, coming up next hour, by the way, we're broadcasting live from Adventure Camper. I'm going to tell you about that in here in just a second. But uh, coming up next hour, if you're into fishing, we have got a lineup. We're going to have Matt Ensley. He's going to give us an update on some of the bass fishing, what's going on. We have the president of Trout Unlimited coming after that. He's going to talk about some of the legacy mining effects in Colorado. Uh, then we are going to have um, Austin Parr, local guide who really keeps up with the lakes in the area. And then Ronnie Castiglione will finish us off. So we're going to be heavy on the fishing side. But right now I want to tell you what we're doing. We're here at Adventure Camper. And sitting next to me, instead of Ray, who you usually normally hear, we have the much more attractive part of the family. <laughs> And that's Savannah. Good morning, Savannah. Good morning, Terry. So you guys got a lot going on here. We are rocking and rolling out here today. I mean, if you look right across from us, Colorado State Parks is here. Yep, we've got Colorado Parks and Wildlife out with a couple of games. We got Brad Peterson doing seminars, and he's about to start a kid's seminar. You still got time to get in and get a free fishing rod for your kid. Yep. The first 20 kids get a free fishing rod. Brad's going to be here all day. He's got He's doing the kids' fishing, then he's doing fishing Rocky Mountain National Park. Fishing new waters. 
over here at the fan booth, we're giving away. We have a drawing for Dave Matthews tickets, and no, you can't sign up. But I want them, Terry. Now, you're, you're not <laughs> eligible because you're a sponsor. And if anybody's going to cheat, it's going to be me. All right. right. But they also have T-shirts for people to come, and cups, and lots of swag. Yeah. And then you're going to have, at noon, you're going to have the folks from Hawk Quest. Yeah, Hawk Quest has been coming to uh, this event for us year after year after year, and it's always a fun one. They're going to bring birds of prey, hawks, owls, eagles. So- it's and you get people don't realize how close you get. Yeah, they'll let you. You know, they'll put them right on your arm if you want. Take pictures and. <laughs> and they told me if they're bringing a a, a bald eagle to this, yeah. they're bringing an eagle. So if you've never seen one up close, you can't imagine how big they really are. Yeah, it's, I last year I remember one of those bald eagles started you know flapping its wings, and the minute it opened that wingspan, I was like, whoa, that is a big bird. Yeah, so that's that's an incredible draw, you guys. I, I'm broadcasting. I'll be here till noon, and I want people to stop by and say hi to me. But your dad let the cat out of the bag that there's going to be free food, so I think I'm going to stay past noon There now. you go. Yeah, we've got uh, Famous Dave's who's setting up right now with all of that delicious barbecue, which is right where I'm headed after I get off the radio with you here. <laughs> See, I'll have to wait another hour because I can't chomp while I'm on the air, <laughs> but we'll do that. But we're just, we're, I'm going to be here. People come by and say hi. I've got some giveaways, too. Um, first person that finds Karen, or the next two people that find Karen in her hot pink sweatshirt. You can't miss her. She's got flip-flops on and a shirt that says, I love uh, <laughs> life is better with flip-flops. And the first person that says, I heard Brad Peterson here, gets the pick from one of four of our great fly fishing books we have, uh, Fly Fisher's Guide to Indian Peaks. And this is like a it's like a tabletop book with all the pictures. We got our grandfather's flies and poppers, sliders, and divers by Steve Schweitzer, the well-renowned fly fishing author. So we got lots of stuff to give away. So they need to come down here. But the real big deal, you got some great prices on campers. Tell us about those. Yeah, we are offering some pretty crazy deals today. Um, every trailer on lot is going to be $500 off. You also get a free Colorado State Parks pass with every single purchase. Um, we've got a couple of different other units that have taken even deeper discounts of $1,000 off, $1,500 off. Uh, we've got something for everybody. And and you not only sell, but you, you rent. We rent as well, yeah. And if somebody signs up for, I think, a one-week rental, you're throwing a parks pass in with that. Exactly. And what a time to look at the fleet and see what's available to rent. Yeah. um, We do pop-ups and travel trailers, and, you know, we just want people to go camping. So. And some of these travel trailers, you have one big one that even has a fireplace in it, really. It's got a fireplace. It's fancy, Terry. People are fancy today. I might be spending the afternoon in there. You don't have a glass of wine, right? I could just sit by the fire, do you? You know, if you find one, I'll take one, too. All right. (laughs) Well, we we may have to do that. Most importantly, let's tell people how they find this place. Yeah, we are located right off of Arapahoe Road and Parker Road. We're about one mile west of that. Uh, right off of Jordan, we're at 14051 East Davies Avenue. Um, and we'll be here until 4 o'clock today. You know, and the best way to get here is just go to your Google Maps and put in Adventure Camper. It comes right up because it's kind of a side street here. Yep. Or go to your website, AdventureCampers.com. Exactly. And it comes right. You have a Google Map right on there. Yeah. But the important thing is we're down in the south east part of town there aren't a lot of 
other camper places down here. So this is your chance to find the one that's in your neighborhood. Where you know we're a stone's throw from Broncos training facility. We if sure people are. want to know the area, people who listen to this station will identify with that. <laughs> and it's easy to get to. It's right here. You just come here. There's parking out front, and there's no charge to get in here. But you're probably going to leave with a camper because the deals are awesome. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Savannah, thank you so much. Hopefully, we get lots of people down. Yes. Here. Thank you, Terry. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoke Salmon. The secret is in the fire.